Hello. Hi. Welcome back to the weekend scary. That's right. It is the weekend scary. Thanks. Episode five. Yep. Episode five. Jesus. Thank. It's gone quick. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not even five weeks, so that would be why. It's not, is it? It's, it's like been about three two weeks. Two and a half. Yeah. Three weeks. Mhm. Oh, what are three weeks though? Yeah. What a time to be alive. Mhm. So, how are you? I'm okay. Is it just you? okay? Just, just I'm just right? okay. I mean, I've been better. I've been worse. I'm just <laughs> super average this week. <laughs> super average. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm alright. What uh, have you done this week? Oh, wait, I'll tell you. Fuck all. That's right, I've had a week off work. Mm. <laughs> and what have you What have you done to make that week special? What have I achieved Fuck all. in that week? Uh, I think you'll find that I've got pretty far on FIFA career mode. That's so embarrassing. So, How old are you? Oh, rather not disclose that in the... 32. Uh, Alright. You've not even left the flat. Well, that's not true, is it? That's not true at all. You've hoovered once. Hoovered about three or four how, times. How many times have you made me dinner I mean, I don't think that we should make this into a domestic argument. All I'm going to say is, how many times have you made me dinner this week? No times. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Moving on, very swiftly from a little yep. bit of a domestic. Yeah. What's been in the news this week? You tell me what's been in the news this week. Because uh, th- you've been at home. Well, the first thing that caught my eye reading all the was newspapers the uh, the fourteen year old girl, British girl, who died uh, and asked to be cryogenically frozen. Good for her. Really? Yeah. Why? I'm all about that life. Why? All about that frozen life. <laughs> I don't, you know, if she wants, I think that's cool. Yeah, but I don't, don't like it. I think that's cool. <laughs> I did. <didn't>, oh dear. <laughs> didn't even realise. I think that's just a really chill idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let it go. No. 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 Uh, You're little, terrible little, at jokes, but okay. Joke there, but no, I, I don't think it's a good idea. Why? Um, first, it's not going to work. It's all bullshit. Not 100% certain, but go on. Mm, all the experts are saying it won't work. What it is... You've just... got nothing more than a science GCSE. Basically, it's just companies trying to make a little bit of money whilst they can out of people who are living in hope. Isn't it? Well, I don't know. Because I think all the, uh, all the doctors, all the scientists, all the experts have said... Not all of them. It's not possible. We saw... We literally watched an expert on telly who said that it could potentially be possible. Yeah, but then he was shot down, wasn't he? No, he wasn't. By a GP. Who knows what's going to happen in a thousand years. Yeah, but then let's just say it is successful. Let's say it does work. Yep. Would you want to be woken up in a thousand years' time in surroundings you're not familiar with, with nobody that you know at all? Yeah. I don't... Why do people keep saying this? People keep saying this shit. People move across the world. People go to university. People get married into different cultures. And everything is alien. People love that sort of shit. I I love moving to a different city and finding new people. Mm. I love disconnecting from my old life. Mm. That's a fucking exciting idea to me. That I would wake up, be a whole new personality, reinvent myself... And just meet all these incredible new people, and it just been like I think that's cool. I don't think that's scary. But the thing is, if you were to do that in this day and age, 
I could you're very you yeah yeah you could call your mum. So firstly, yes, you've got people that you could contact, but also you're very familiar with the customs of this day and age as well. You know what things are. However, you know how they work, right? Yeah, but say you've got um, teaching English as a second language qualification, and you go from England to Japan, shit's different. Yeah, absolutely. But if you think about how different that is, and then you take. Exactly. 300 years and people of it thrive in it away so just basically just imagine someone being um thawed out yep. shall we say now yep. today's age who was frozen in 1716 yeah like how different is the world going to be for, for like to them so? from what they knew uh, to now yeah but that's not a bad thing difference in the world isn't a negative thing but we we are sort of brought up yeah. in this environment by people who've lived in this environment and that knowledge is passed on, etc. Right? To come just straight from, like, 300 years ago into today's... It's going to just be mind-blowing. You know, I don't think you know how to deal with it. I don't it. understand. Humans have the ability to learn and adapt. That's who we are in our genetic makeup. So I don't understand why everyone's freaking out about it. Like, you will eventually get used to the world that you're in. I just think the isolation that you're going to feel is just going to be too much. The thing is, you will never be... <laughs> never be isolated you will only ever be woken up in a program with fucking scientists and a thousand people around you but, and handlers and minders and all that sort of but shit you, you don't know how different the world's going to be so in that in that time so we we could be in 300 years time yeah the world could be ruled by one person could be fucking hunger games yeah exactly you'll learn to adapt all i'm saying is i don't understand why people are saying that you will learn to adapt i wouldn't want to do it yeah i would i know definitely not no i think you're born in a time you live in that time, and that's when your time's so boring. up, you're done. I think that's dull. It'd be different if there was like time travel. If there was time travel, I how definitely... is that different? Of course, it is. This is effectively because time travel. It's not though, is it? Because yeah. you can't come back. It's not like you can go three hundred years in the future and then they go. Do you know what? I don't really like this. I want to go back to two thousand sixteen. Okay. What if your time machine breaks? Well, then you fucked, aren't you? There you go. Then it's but... the same sort of. It's the risk that you would you would take that risk time traveling if your machine would break. And yeah. then you're stuck. But so. this is this is definite, 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 isn't it? Like Kill yourself then if you hate it. Kill yourself. Yeah, but well, then what was the point? <laughs> like, Bit of a test. You have these people that are going to Mars. Yeah, so I mean I yeah, they're they're nuts as well. I wouldn't go to Mars. That's mental. I read. Like, I get it. I understand sort of the exploration and the need to want something more or find something better or whatever it may be. But I don't know, like going millions of miles away, yeah, uh, and then never being able to come back is just something that's too definite for me. I, I couldn't do it. I think living life is so boring that if you have the chance to go to Mars or be frozen or go a thousand years in the future in the past, it's so much better than just doing your nine to five and having a husband and a few kids. I think the the, the thing for me and the thing that really puts me off about it is. It's just so definite. That's it. It's so definite. You make that decision to go to Mars, right? Because of how you're feeling in that moment, yeah? No. No, you might consider you might consider that there's nothing left on Earth for you, whatever. You want to be part of this exploration team. No, not necessarily team, that. Or, you know, you just you want... Whatever it may be, whatever your motives and your reasons are for wanting to go to Mars, you make that decision in that time. You, you've weighed everything up and you've gone, right, I'm going to Mars, let's do it. You go, that's it. If you ever feel, again, in your life, from now until you die, that you don't want to be on Mars, it's tough shit. Yeah, but how... Flip it. You say no to the opportunity. 
your life is definite. You are following that one path. You are doing that one thing. No matter how many times in your life, wait, you think, I want to do this. I want to do something so exciting. I want to be in the history books, do everything different in the world. You can't. Yeah. But there's still other opportunities here on earth. And you know what you know what you're to expect. Nah, it's I think I feel like it's like those people that free run or something. Yeah. Just to completely live life on the edge. If you're not scared at like every moment or living life on the edge and experiencing new things every day, it's boring. No, I, there I, is no <clears throat> point in being alive. I think there's joy to be had in many different things. I don't think you necessarily have to risk everything just to get something. I don't. I don't that's not how I see it. Mm. Um, what, do you guys, what do you guys think? Uh, are you Team Ali or Team Dan on this one? Obviously Team Ali. Mm, we'll find out. Hit us up. Thanks. Where can they hit us up? At The Weekend Scare on Twitter. I mean, basically just that. That's, probably the that, easiest way to... <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all I use right now. Yeah, that's probably the easiest way to, to contact I've us. banned Dan from Twitter because I feel like he's just boring. Well, we can't all live life on the edge. Thank you. So. Thank you. But yeah, so uh, interesting topic to cover. I think mean, not related to anything. Well, kind of scary actually. I don't want to be stranded on Mars or in the future. So kind of scary to me. Okay. What else have we seen in the news this, this week? I literally have no idea. Uh. Nothing. Anchorage. Oh. Go on, tell me about. It. <laughs> Tell me about this. Right. So, there's a guy in Anchorage um, who... There's two stories, really, and I don't know which one's true. Can I just say, I've been telling Dan about this story all week, and he's not been listening to me, and he Googled this five minutes ago, so there's going to be a fuck ton <laughs> of errors <laughs> in, in this uh, relay, but go on. Basically, right, there's a guy... I don't know where he either skipped a cab fare... No, he didn't. Well, I mean, I read that, though. I read that he did skip a cab fare. In one news store compared to about ten. Right, and then the other one is that he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, uh, and he was asked by the police... Right place at the if... right time? Wow. He's a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, Potentially. Really... Yeah, you don't want that to, to happen, do you? If he's going about If you're everyone else in Anchorage, yes, you do. Yeah, but for, not for him, though. Wrong place, wrong yeah. time for him. Okay. Um, yeah, so... Another story is that he was just... The the police asked him if he knew anything about this. Uh, if he'd seen anything. Um, obviously, I imagine he got spooked because it was a police questioning him. Shall, shall I just... You go, go, go for it. Go for it. Okay. A taxi driver called the police. Someone skipped out on his fare. The police were asking people in the vicinity if they'd seen anything. They asked this guy who was walking along the street. The guy didn't respond to the police. So they asked him again through the loudspeaker in their car. He immediately turned around, started shooting at police. I guess he was just freaked that they thought, I don't know, they know who I am. He started shooting at police. They started shooting back. He's dead. One of the police officers is in hospital and his gun is linked to, is it four or five murders? Five. Murders, yeah. Mm. Potential serial killer. Well, yeah. <sighs> Although, and again, this, this, I'm going to open this up to people that are listening. Serial killers who use guns. Yeah. How do you feel about them? How do you feel about them? I find them really interesting because there's none of that passion. Well, I say passion, but there's none of that passion that comes with strangling someone and looking mm. into their eyes. Mm. 
or stabbing them. Mm. But it's just the complete how the ease of doing it. Yeah. That's scary because they're just like, oh shoot, bang dead. Oh, never mind. Ooh, next person, bang bang bang. I find serial killers who use guns quite shit. Um, my interest levels in serial killers who use guns not very high at all. I just find that it could be so easy to kill... I mean, I'm not going to do it, mm. but it can be so easy to kill someone with a gun because it's like the disassociation because you're not touching them when they die. You can look away immediately and fuck off in the other direction. Mm. It's weird, I think. Yeah. It's definitely weird. <laughs> yeah. Definitely describe it as weird. But I think... Um, I don't know. I want some close quarters... Combat. You in. want that. I don't. I don't want that. But if a serial killer is gonna serial kill, then mm. I want some sort of physical. You would like the victims to go in the most amount of emotional pain as possible. Great. Got it. Brilliant. Bit weird. But got it. The reason for that though is I think it just makes the there's serial. A, there's a, there's never a justifiable reason there for is. that opinion. I think a serial killer who can do that and can look into somebody's eyes. As they're strangling them or as they're stabbing them to yeah. death or mutilating them or whatever there is that they're doing, just gives them something extra. Shall we think about the victims and the families? Listen, serial killers, they're all wrongans, aren't they? Right, all of them. Yeah. Whether they use a gun, whether they use a knife, whether they use yeah. anything. Right, they're all wrongans. Yeah, but I don't wish however, for the most amount of wrong. However... This is something that I have an interest in. I've got an interest in serial killers. I've got well, an interest in murder. Incidentally, so have I, yeah. funnily enough. So, when I'm thinking about serial killers, um, right. it's not a lot, it's not often. Don't... Well, it's at least once a week. Well, that's enough. Um, but when I'm thinking about serial killers, the gruesome... And this is horrible. I know it's horrible, but the more gruesome, the better. And that's it. <sighs> Shooting someone could be really gruesome. It's just boring though, isn't it? Like, no, anyone... What the fuck are you saying? Anyone can shoot someone. Anyone can stab someone. Yeah, but I don't think it takes someone extra to be that close to someone and be gutting them like but a then, fish. But then I think it almost takes something extra to shoot someone because it's so quick and everything. Anyway, fuck it, you're So right. this, this week's podcast is going to be called Debating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> again, Team Ali, Team Dan. Team fucking Ali. So we'll see. Hashtag it. Don't you don't have to hashtag it. Hashtag team fucking Ali. Team fucking Dan as well. No one will. They'll all do, do it. All of the, what? Well, all four of the people that we like will do it. Well, if it's four nil, then I'm happy. So it won't be. Well, we'll see. Anyway. So yeah, we've talked about a lot of shit, really. Jesus. We, okay, this, go on. This podcast. Um, fucking hell. What crimes have we got? This week. So Ali's responsible for covering the week in history. She's got a bit of a classic. This is completely unrelated, but I just want to get it out there. I had my headshot taken at work. Yeah? <laughs> she did. Anyway, so I'm covering... So she's, she's calling herself a model now. I am model. Yeah. It was Gigi awful. Hadid. It was awful. Um... Yeah, so <laughs> I had to, <laughs> I had to have it retaken. My boss was like, "No, <laughs> no, do it again." <laughs> no, Ooh, turns not out, that one. <laughs> turns out she smiles like Chandler. From <laughs> when in the oh god! That was. Oh uh... yeah, no, it was it. Yeah, I wanted to die. In the end, they just got um, an illustrator to 
draw a picture of Ali. It was shit. Yeah. So. I but, feel your pain though, because I've had to have my photo taken at work before. I mean, I've had to have mine done for like a lanyard. Yeah. But to know that this is going to be like, I'm not, I'm not the, <laughs> I'm very much not the face of my company, but to it's, I work for a startup, um, so it's going to be like a significant part of the press for the company. Mm. Is <laughs> horrifying. Oh, but everyone's had to do it, so you're not alone. Everyone's had to work for a startup and be the face of their company, have they? Well, no. What I mean there is, everyone, everyone within your company oh. has, has had to do it. Yeah, it just so happens that everyone within my company is fucking beautiful, including you. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to say the name of my case. Um, you don't want to say? Are you saving it? Well, I feel like it's one to save. It is one to save. Yeah. It's a good one. Um, it's for me to talk about a current case. Yeah. Um, shall we get on with it? Well, probably. It's been a while, yeah. That's what people are listening for. That's what them... People are fast-forwarding the bullshit at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I think people fast-forward my shit. A hundred percent. And I think the reason for that, right, is I think Annie's just a little bit better at this than I am. Oh, um, here we go. Like me, like me. Be no, just, just just in terms of how comprehensive she is with the research, it, it's actually admirable. Um, I don't know if you know, um, but I studied law at university. Yeah, so that's probably where it comes from. Uh, fucking hours and hours of bullshit. So. Yeah, yeah. So I love taking notes from news sources. <laughs> I didn't go to university. Which, what? Uh, obviously, I can hear a few shouts of Philistine. Kicking around. Um, but yeah, I didn't go to university, so but my studying stopped a lot earlier than sort of early 20s. So I'm out of practice in terms of like research and shit. I mean, I'm almost 30, I'm out of practice, but it's, yeah, I suppose university really fucking ingrains specific learning yeah. stuff in your psyche. But I will get better. <clears throat> it is a learning process for me, and I'm good at. He says you will get better, but is he better picking up after himself? Is he fuck? So, <laughs> my case this week yeah. um, covers a, an ongoing trial at the moment. Interesting. Um, and the trial is that of Stephen Dean. Stephen? <laughs> Steve, perchance. St- with a PH or a V? V. Bastard. Oh, no, that's... No, non-bastard. That's the one that I like. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Dean Gordon, 47, yeah. from Orange County. No. Stephen Port, from episode three, is a PH. Stephen Wright, with a V, is a bastard. Yes, go on. I can't so remember Stephen... What was Stephen Dean Gordon, go 47, on. from Orange County, California. Yay. Yep. Um, and the trial is with regards to the murders... Of four females. Serial killer. Who disappeared um, somewhere between 2013 and 2014. Ooh, reason. And the victims are... And I, we've had a bit of an issue with sort of pronunciation, pronunciations <laughs> of names oh, God. On, on this particular podcast oh, so far. I'm so sorry. Can I just butt in like I do anyway? Oh, right. Okay. I know what you're uh, going <laughs> to say. I know what you're going to say. So last episode was all about Kayla Brown. And my... Right, so it's spelled K-A-L-A, which actually, looking at it now, is Kayla. 
I mean, I'm, I'm still a Carla with that. I pronounced it Carla, and I don't know if it's just because of my accent. With, like, uh, if there's, like, an A at the beginning of a word, I'll pronounce it as an A-R. So, like, bath or grass. That's because she can't speak properly. Because I'm British, like, I'm posh British. British so it like I'm arse. <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to watch the 48 hours mystery version of this documentary and as soon as the the guy was like Kayla Brat I was like oh shit that whole hour of that fucking podcast you is spent wrong. you spent a whole hour disrespecting yeah. a victim I, I felt literally so bad I couldn't watch it so Kay- Kayla Brown respect to you Jesus okay. right. no she's alive she's yeah no no she's alive good yeah. for her. Okay, go on. So it's slightly better than if you were getting someone's name wrong who'd been murdered. Yeah. <laughs> but only slightly. Yeah. So, yeah, we've had a, we've had an issue with sort of pronunciations of, <laughs> of names on this particular <laughs> podcast thus far. Yeah. Um, we'll probably have a couple more here. Okay. So, the victims that went missing over the, the period of 2013 to 2014 uh, were Martha Anaya. Right. 28. Josephine Monique Vargas, mm-hmm. who was 34. Jeray Estep, I think. Jeray Nicole Estep. And Nicole is spelled uh, N-Y-K-K-O-L-E. How's Jerole? Is it Jerole? Jeray. Uh, <laughs> no, you literally said it two seconds ago. Uh, J-A-R. J-A-R. R-A-E. Jeray. Oh, okay. Jeray Nicole... Esther. That's the female's name, yeah. Yeah. And Never the last heard one, that before. The last one is Kiana or Kiana oh, Jackson. That rhymes with my niece's name. I don't like it. Mm. And she was 20 years of age. Oh, okay. So, How yeah. old was Jeray? Uh, Jeray was 21. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jeray, yeah. So it covers the, the, the murders, well, the possible murders uh, of those four women because... Are the bodies not been found? Three of the bodies haven't been found. Wow. <clears throat> so three of the women are still missing. Oh, what? Um, presumed dead. Yeah, obviously. Um, the only body that has been found is that of Jeray Estep. Um, now, the the trial at the moment is for Stephen Dean Gordon, as yep. I mentioned. Um, but he did have an accomplice, an alleged accomplice. Always weird. Called Frank... It's either Cano, C-A-N-O, or Cano, C-A-N-O. So, Cano? Frank Cano? Cano, yeah, probably Cano. Who's, who's 30. Now, Stephen Gordon and Frank Cano are both registered sex offenders. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Now, I mentioned that Jeray is the only body that's been found so far. Yeah. Um, and she was found at a recycling plant. Oh! Um, what, what? happened was... No. Uh, this is how this investigation all started, so the, the, the discovery of her body. Hey, butting in again. Go on. What time is this? Uh... Orange County. Oh, yeah, sure. Orange County. Sure. Yeah. Um, now, a worker on the shift um, spotted a couple of feet protruding from some debris on a conveyor belt. I mean, that's not brilliantly hidden, then, is it? No. On a um, conveyor belt? Conveyor belt, yeah. How but do this you was actually, stuff in America? This was, this was an inside mm. um, area. So this is not outside. This is not in like a, a yard or anything like that. At first, they thought it was a mannequin. Oh. They thought it was a mannequin. Yeah. You, well, you wouldn't dump a mannequin because you can get a lot of money for those. Fun fact. Go on. Um, 
What shop did I work in that was closing down? Oh, H- I used to work in somewhere called H&M. Actually, somewhere called H&M. It's all over the world. I've not, not heard of this, uh, this you, you oldie shop, H&M. I used to do visual merchandising, and they had a complete upgrade. So they were selling off their mannequins for hundreds of pounds. So anyway, you put a mannequin in a skip, go ahead. Someone trying to find some mannequins now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so um, at first he thought it was a mannequin. Yeah. Quickly discovered that <laughs> wasn't the case. Ugh. And phoned the police. God. Now, the detectives arrived, and what they found was the, the, the badly damaged body of Jeray Nicole Estep. Badly damaged. Um, now, she was she was known to police, um, and she was identified by a tattoo on her neck. Why was she known to police? Uh, well, they had records of her uh, because she was working locally uh, as a sex worker. They all are. Yeah. Um, but she had a tattoo on her neck, and that's how she was first identified. Okay. Um, it had her mother's name. I think it was, the tattoo was of her mother's oh. name. Um, so, upon investigation, what they did is they tracked all of the registered sex offenders in that particular area. Okay. And it brought up two names. It brought up. Uh, so- so there's only two sex offenders. There in wasn't the area. no. There wasn't just two sex offenders, but there were two. Oh, there were okay. two names within that list of sex offenders in the area. Right. That um, obviously stood out to them. Okay, which was Stephen Dean Gordon and Frank Kano, Kano, whatever his name is. Nice. Um, <laughs> nice. Now Gordon, he worked at a, a paint and body shop next to the recycling plant. Ooh. Um. And an examination of uh, Janae's body. Jeray's body. Oh, come on. Shit. Jeray's body. An examination of Jeray's body determined that she was strangled to death. Mm -hmm. And they found Gordon's semen inside of her. God. Yeah. Now, because Gordon and Kano were sex offenders, they were fitted with GPS trackers. (laughs) Yeah? So, in this country, they're called tags. Um, you stick them on your ankle and, just... and in America they're called GPS trackers <laughs> tags <laughs> we're not taking the piss honestly no. but again we've done accents thank you so it's a running theme um, so what they did is they um, they tracked the locations the last known locations of each of the the four women that disappeared yeah and through the GPS and through cell phones what they discovered um, was that Gordon matched three of the victims' last known whereabouts? Right. At the specific time they disappeared. <laughs> this is not funny. It's not obviously it's not funny, but you know when you have like an intern, yeah, and you make them do the photocopying. Yeah. This is what it's like. No, like, oh, these are murders. <laughs> can you just can you just have a look at the get Like this is like the most fucking obvious way. Yeah. To catch these fucking twats. Yeah. Like how dumb can they be? They were tracked by their ankle monitors. A fucking dog could track these bastards. Well, I mean, at least Gordon was only matched with three of the uh, last known locations of the victims. Cano. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was in the locations of all four of the women. Oh. At the times that they, they disappeared. Scoring a blinder. Um, so what they did is they checked Cano's phone. Just to note, yeah. Cano's not yet been on trial. He's yet to go on trial. When's this trial? is uh, it's coming up soon. I don't know. What the <laughs> I like um, No, on all the things I read, <laughs> it just said he's not yet. I like trial. that you half bullshit the facts. But, but Stephen, um, Stephen Gordon's actually on trial now. At yeah. The moment. 
Uh, so this is his trial that we're talking about. But they checked Kano's phone, um, and what they found was um, countless messages between him and Gordon. Um, and the night that uh, Jeray Estep died, mm-hmm. they found one particular chilling message, which read, yep. This is the best one yet. <gasps> which is obviously a reference to the murder of... Um, it's so weird to text that. about murder. Like, I mean, I know you would. Mm. And I know, like, I know it's weird to murder anyway. Mm. But it's just weird to text about murder, I think. Like, lol, murder. JK, JK, murder. Mm. Who does that? Oh, I don't know. Stephen Gordon's been nicknamed Jaws. Why? After the shark, because of how predatory he is. The judge said... That's um, kind of clever. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you, the judge said he's like a predator and he's like the jaws on the hunt for victims. That's horrible. Um, How old are they? Who, the... The two dirty bastards. So, yeah, so uh, Stephen Gordon's 47, Frank Cano's 30. Oh, what? Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the 47 and 30. Um, now, authorities have said that Gordon yeah. actually confessed during grand jury proceeding proceedings. Proceedings. Authorities said Gordon confessed during grand jury proceedings <laughs> yeah. about picking up the women, raping them and killing them. Right. However, and you know because obviously you studied law, so you know more about this than I do. Hang on. Um, hang on, sorry. Did I tell you that I've been to university and studied law? Okay. Can I can I just say I only find this a point to repeat. Not out of arrogance, but because I dropped out and I didn't actually get a degree in the subject. Go ahead. But you still know more about this than I do. <laughs> oh, um, really? <laughs> that confession's not going to be allowed at trial. I studied British law, English and Welsh. Go on. What confession? Um, the one that you said that they picked up the women, they raped the women and they killed them. Sorry, why wouldn't it be allowed? Um, because the judge excluded it. Because Gordon told police that he didn't want to talk. You already knew the answer. Trick question. Yeah. Testing uh, me. I studied law. No, but why? I don't understand why this is the case. Dad. Go on. But yeah, so the judges uh, dismissed it because yeah. Gordon had previously told police that he didn't want to talk about any of it. Don't want to Bef- talk about it. Before launching into an elaborate account of the killings and, and what had happened. Right. So why is that not acceptable as a confession? Was there not a lawyer present or it wasn't... That's that's all of the information that I have is that the judges excluded it because Gordon told police he didn't want to talk before launching into an elaborate There's obviously account. something else there. Either there wasn't a lawyer or something happened and they said this isn't on record, obviously. And his account was very much off record. Right, okay. But yeah, I just think that's fucking crazy. If he's, if he's admitted to killing and raping these women, then that's... Yeah, but everyone has, no matter who they are, everyone has their legal rights. Mm. No takesies, backsies. So they've both, they've both pleaded not guilty to, to rape and murder. An interesting thing about this case, which I'm not sure how many people have done this, but the, the biggest one that I know of where this has happened was the Ted Bundy case. Theodore Bundy. Theodore Bundy, yep. Yeah. Stephen Gordon is actually representing himself in court. Doesn't have a lawyer. That is 8,000 steps on the arrogance scale. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what his background is. Did he study law? Yeah. <laughs> Probably dropped out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you bastard. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's representing himself. Uh, as I said earlier, you know. Hang on, sorry. Amy, or Amy, who we love on Twitter. Amy. A super fan. Yeah. Oh, shut up. No, she's actually doing her criminal law exams right now. 
And I'm so <laughs> jealous because I remember loving Criminal Law Uni. So fucking good for you, Amy. You you do what I couldn't do. <laughs> Best of luck. Yeah, with, of with the exams. Yeah, um, go for it. If they've already happened, sure, yeah. you've, sure you've smashed it. She's smart as a tack, so. Well, she's just us, so obviously. Good one. Yeah. Um, maybe you could represent. Stephen Gordon. Or Maybe you can tell us all these. Yeah. <laughs> all these things we get wrong. Maybe you should be doing this podcast instead of me. <gasps> yes. Because I'm the shit. <laughs> um, Come and drink Southern Comfort in our kitchen. Talk about British killers. I think she's from like South Africa, doesn't she? What? Really? I think so. I thought she was American. I thought she was South African. Either way. Distance. We've, we've got a sofa. Yeah. Skype. Yeah, well, okay. Probably easier. I was literally inviting her to our house. <laughs> That's weird in itself. Oh, be my friend. Um, but yeah, so, as I said, Kane's trial's not yet began. Um, now, if they're convicted yeah. of these murders, okay. they both face the death penalty, which you and I were talking about before. Yeah. We didn't realise that California still had the death penalty. No. I, I thought just... that would have been one of the places that definitely yeah. didn't have it. Um, so yeah, they potentially both be sentenced. Oh, to death. but it might be one of those places. I don't know if you follow it. I don't massively, um, but there's like the, some of the places that have the injection. There's like a shortage of of the liquid that makes up the injection. Right. So a few executions have had to. <laughs> executions. That's not a word. Not Exe- a word. Ex- what do you call it? Ex- Execution. Execution. Yeah. Oh fuck. Executions have had to. Be halt. postponed or halt, yeah. Because I think the price of it's gone up. There's like no, 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 I don't know. It's really embarrassing of me. So, yeah. So I mean, they could face a death penalty if, <laughs> if convicted. Which it seems like there's enough evidence for them to to be convicted. I'm just gonna say this: mm-hmm. no one should face the death death penalty. I mean, that's a discussion for another time. I don't it think is. We should get into that. But well, I just said it. Um. Yeah, they they could face it. Mm. Um, at this present moment in time, yeah, this is all of the information that's pretty much out there. Um, there's not really anything else to to cover on this. Just thought it was very interesting because we've got two potential serial killers here, yeah. which doesn't happen often. Oh, is in oh okay yeah yeah, yeah it doesn't doesn't happen often. Um, Hang on, it's not often you catch three at one time, including Anchorage fellow. If yeah, the thing is, that might not have been him. You never know. That yeah, gun might it, have just come into his possession and he's just... Apparent, well, apparently the gun was worth about $2,000, which is quite a lot for that type of gun. Yeah. Guns change hands, uh, from what I've read. I yeah, so that's what I mean. It. So it could have been anybody else that's done those. But to, for the purposes of this fucking podcast, yeah. we've got three serial killers. Yeah. Ah, thank you. Um, yeah, so what I, what I will do is I will certainly give updates with regards to this particular Well, plan. yeah, because I'm pretty sure there's another one recently that we've not had a fucking No updates yet. Who is it? Stephen Port, the one that I covered, the grind killer. Yeah. He's been found guilty. What's he it? has. Oh! oh. <laughs> Stephon no, 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 let me do my first. Go on. Um, I read on the... Si- <laughs> Who am I? What do I do? I know that I'm freaky. I read the serial killer's Reddit. Mental. Thread. A guy on there posted that he was American. He's a twink. He chatted to Stephen Port on Grindr or meet me app or something anyway whatever 
Stephen Grinder, found guilty. You don't want more pointers, let's carry on. Um, Stefani Brizzy, also found guilty. 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 You fucking found guilty. What's... Landon. That's like fucking... Um, Cock what's his Cunning. name? No, what's his name? Danny Dyer. What's Danny's fucking name? We're, we're going too far away from oh, the podcast. Oh, Dick Van Dyke when he does Mary Poppins. Hello, Mary Poppins! No. Yeah? Uh, it's, yeah, Stefano Brizzi, on a serious note, has been found guilty of the um, murder and dismemberment of PC, PC Gordon Semple. No, don't. PC don't do Gordon that. Semple. Yeah, thank you. So that's that. Thanks. That's this week in scary. We're gonna put an interlude of music here. Yeah, Dun-dun. and it's not just gonna be me going. He wishes. Bye. Welcome back to the week in scary. Yeah. Uh, so you just heard my little story about the Orange County double weirdos. <laughs> um, Ali mentioned at the top of this podcast that she had a very special. Uh, delivery for you. Well, delivery. What am I about? Very special case for you this week. Delivery of a case. Delivery of a case. It's going to be delivered very well. It's a good delivery. (laughs) So, um, I'm what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a back seat in this one. I'm going to sit with the rest. (laughs) I'm going to sit with the rest of you guys, and I'm going to enjoy what is a creepy tour de force. (laughs) <laughs> shoot okay so I don't know if I told you but I studied what at university I don't recall because I don't think in the seven years that we've been together that you've actually mentioned it ha 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 I studied law at university anyway I went to Bournemouth University which is in Bournemouth nice yeah, yeah, BOMO is what we called it, yeah. which is the south coast of um, England. It's a really nice place. It, it's People used to take the piss out of me. It's where old people go to die. It's like a retirement yeah. place. It's like a beach, yeah. nice restaurants, affluent sort of homes that cost quite a lot to own and land. What I will say, if I can just interject. Well, you would anyway. Katy Perry yep. once called it the LA of the UK. So The California of the UK. Wow, that's what I meant. Well, thank you. California of the UK. Yeah. So it's just like a nice coastal resort. But yeah, so I was due to go to Bournemouth University as a student. And then a couple of months before that, there was an episode of a programme called Crime Watch. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Go on, Dan, what's Crime Watch? Uh, Crime Watch is like a, a television programme over here, monthly, uh, which sort of reports on current crimes that are either made it to the news or not, gone under the radar. Uh, it can be anything from um, muggings to robberies to <laughs> burglaries Mugg- to fraud to murder. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of just unsolved shit across yeah. the UK. It's like, a, it's like a cut price unsolved mysteries, really. Wow, cut price. Yeah, Unsolved Mysteries is good, mate. So is Crime Watch. Not as good as it used to be. Ooh. Ten years ago, Crime Watch were pissed all over it. Wow. But now, Unsolved. But anyway. Okay. So, on September the 12th, 2006, there was an episode of Crime Watch that featured a crime, obviously. <laughs> and the- <laughs> We're pretty shit if it didn't, wasn't it? <laughs> this is Crime Watch. Not going to have any crimes here this week. So... It featured a man going on buses 
around Bournemouth, cutting people's hair. Wait, can we just going on what? Buses. What? Is that buses? For anyone listening who can't make sense of that, buses. <laughs> no. Not buses. 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 What's a bus? What do you mean what's a bus? What's a, what's a bus? <laughs> no. Get on the bus. He, he being stupid. It's it's bus. Yeah, it's bus. No, it's not a booth. What's no, a booth? It's bus. Bus. Buses. What's right. a buses? You've just embarrassed yourself. A what? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So girls on buses. 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 Having their hair cut, which was a, a thing that was going on in Bournemouth. It was Mobile hairdresser. <laughs> no. Anyway. This episode of Crime Watch also covered the 2002 murder of a woman called Heather Barnett. She was murdered on the 12th of November, aged 48, in her home. Okay? She was found by her children, which is horrifying, and they were aged 11 and 14. I think I actually remember this particular Crime Watch episode as well, because I I used to be a bit of a Crime Watch junkie, so, like, every month I'd set, like... Myself up to watch it, so I get some food ready. <laughs> nice, nice cup of tea. Get settled. Like get me, going get, to blockbuster. Get my get my robe on. Weird. Okay. Yeah. So weird. Her children, eleven and fourteen, found her. They, the children. Themselves, Wait, I think we need to have a moment for that. What? Her children, eleven years old and fourteen. They did what? Found her. I mean, it, don't, it doesn't need to be sang. No, no, but... no. But it was sang, sang in like a melancholy way. Right. Like, sing it in the key of like a minor D. <laughs> no, don't do. A minor D would make you melancholy. Shut up. So they were found waiting for the police to arrive at a neighbour's house. The neighbour lived across the road. Heather Barnett was bludgeoned to death with a hammer. Her breasts were severed. They were mm. severed. Oh. And they were placed by her head. Why? I can't tell you. Why? There was a... Complete... I, I, I almost had a horrible joke about Princess Leia there. No, no, no. The thing is, this is why people like me <laughs> on Twitter. And they have reservations about you. No one has reservations Like, my about jokes you. are, like, human and funny... Your jokes are fucking awful. Thank you. Anyway, um, there was a random lock of hair found in her right hand and her own lock of hair found in her left hand. The police put her time of death as not long after she dropped the children off to school in the morning. So, generally, UK school started like nine, nine two and a half, yeah. half nine, yada, yada. Um, there was a man questioned in the mid-2000s who was eventually released without bail, without charge, sorry. He was down low Restivo. He had an alibi of a bus ticket, and he said that ticket he was using to take him to a computer course in the city. Um, and then there was few forensic clues at the scene. Apart from, at the crime scene, uh, they used luminol, which if you if you watch CSI, it or shows if you watch up FBI all the blood. Files or yeah. any, any of those things, yeah. they can't get enough of fucking luminol. Exactly, um, and they used it to show um, a bloody shoe print. <gasps> yeah. So anyway, like I say, Nike they... trainers, I think. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know more than me, do you? I, do. I should have done this. Suck a dick. 
So anyway, um, yeah, like I mentioned previously, Dunno Recibo. So let's find out a little bit about this guy. He was born in 1972 in Sicily. Uh, there's not a lot known about his childhood. However, for his teenage years, they're apparently on file because he attempted to get dates with girls by claiming to have presents for them. Ooh. He harassed those who rejected him by playing the soundtrack to Profondo Rosso down the phone. What is Profondo Rosso? Well, I'll fucking tell you. Go for it. It's a film about serial killers. In 1993... When he was 21. Thank you. There was a case of him with a girl called Elisa, who was 16 at the time. Um, The only things I know about her, unfortunately, was that she was from Potenza. And she had dreams of being a surgeon and she wanted to work with Doctors Without Borders. She knew of and she knew Dano Recibo, but she felt sorry for him according to her diary. He kind of hassled her a bit and she agreed to meet him. Um, and after she did, she went missing. But the police treated her like she was a runaway. Um, he was eventually questioned along with a few of her friends, I think. And he was known to police to due to nine cases of cutting hair in the public um he was also thought to have tied up two children and cut one of them with a knife so he was a fucking oddball hair fetishes well well well, yeah at least he was sentenced to 20 months for providing false information to do with the disappearance of elisa interestingly So, so what did they think that was then so well, from what I, I mean, you can look into this a little bit more, but from what I saw, they interviewed quite a few of her friends, and yeah. basically, one of her friends, it wasn't Delilo, mm. was sort of pinpointed for, for this disappearance. He just right. happened to be in the area, yeah. and he gave false information. Right. And he was charged with that. And the thing that I didn't know, but short sentences in Italy are suspended. Right. So his 20 months, he didn't suspended, yeah. yeah. It, it was on his record. But he he didn't serve it. Right. So he moved to England in May 2002. And he moved in with a woman who I'm guessing was his girlfriend that he eventually married. He lived opposite Heather Barnett. Can I just say, they lived in a place called Charminster, which is a student area. When I was in Bournemouth, where I lived in my second year, was Charminster. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you. It was it was a nice area. It was between town and between the university, which convenient for a student. <sighs> yeah, because I can go to town and get absolutely pissed, and I can stumble out of bed quite late in the morning and go to university. Yeah, it took me twenty minutes to walk to university. It took me twenty minutes to walk to the city centre. Yeah, that's good. It took me five minutes to walk to the end of the road, which had bars, Tesco Expresses, that kind of thing. Yeah, an off license. Yeah. It was a place to sell booze. <laughs> was... That's all you care about as a student, isn't it? Getting pissed. Well, yeah. Uh, not learning. I'm not here to learn. Okay, so I lived in a beautiful house. It was very, very, very close to this off-licensed news agents. Um, hang on, let me just tell you about it first. This place was, if you can imagine an H, I lived at the bottom left, <laughs> left of this H. Yeah. The bottom right. left. I'm drawing it on paper. Yeah, the bottom left of this so, age. Yeah. And then you go up and you see the the crossbar. 
Right, yeah. So there. you go across the crossbar and you go ooh, right ooh, to ooh. the right side of it. Right, so you there. That's where this shop is. Right, so, yeah, okay. And also, fuck it, that's where fucking Danilo Recibo is. Is that where he lived? Yeah, very close Pretty to much. that, yeah. Right. Um, but this place is it. it... <laughs> he was an off licence and just um, corner shop that sold. The very, very, very best onion rings. That was it. That's the reason that she chose this place over Tesco. Not that it was too far. Not that she didn't have enough money. She wanted some fucking onion rings. They were so she'd risk her life. Seeing her down in the rest of you. Rest of you. Yeah, seeing down in the rest of you. Right. They had, no, they had the best onion rings and they had the best bacon rashers. Oh, you sold me. I might go there tonight. And I'm miles away. Yeah. So the shop was bridging a couple of roads. So you would meet people from all over the... Not all over the place. <laughs> you wouldn't. You'd meet people All from, over the H. <laughs> from across the road. This so, H was like Piccadilly Circus. It wasn't. There was more than one time that I'd see Daniel Recibo. Yeah. His face is very... What be nice. You... <laughs> well, don't be nice. He's a murderer. Distinctive. Yeah. Unusual. Yeah. I remember his face being very, like, odd. Go on to Google Images. Mm. Danilo Restivo. You'll agree that he's odd-looking. But, th- yeah. Basically, I, I, I mean, the thing is, the more I think about it, the more awful it makes me think that I live near him. But I went... I walked past him in shops... I said hello to him in the day. I got drunk in town and walked past his house to my house. I walked past his house sober in the morning to go to university. It's a really odd thing to think about that... That you've spoken to a murderer. Yeah, and you could have been someone that he liked or you could have been someone that he didn't like, which is actually a little bit offensive. You could have been someone that he was planning to do something to. Yeah. You never know. But all that time that I was there, but not only was I there, I lived with another woman and there were houses upon houses upon houses of students full of teenage girls, actually, yeah. mm-hmm. who, I don't know. You could have taken his pick from any of them, really. Could have been prime target. So, in March 2004, he was put under close surveillance, which included electronic tracking and listening devices put on his card and that kind of stuff. Um, interestingly, they overheard his parents speaking to him like a child, which, well, I don't know, I find that kind of interesting for, for a guy who a was... A man in his... Yeah, he was in his 40s. Yeah? Well, 30, I don't know, 30, 32? Well, an adult man. Yeah. Um, they also repeatedly observed him at a beauty spot stalking lone women. Gross. You will find it on YouTube, yeah. and it is horrible, but you will see him... In a beauty spot in Dorset. So, just, yeah, sort of a place of high bushes and high grass. Yeah, like, like a sort of foresty type yeah. thing. Uh, was it like an... Because I, I don't know, I'm not from Bournemouth. Was it like a nature reserve? Because it looked like a... I don't know. Yeah, it looked like it. Mm, yeah. But he he was he was crouched in the bushes, being a bit of a weirdo. Just watching... If, if, you, look at, if you watch the YouTube video, you'll notice he just watches women walk by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he's crouched down... Ducking undercover, yeah. just watching women as they walk by. Yeah. Mm, weird. Um, and it alarmed the police so much that on the 12th of May 2004, um, they were alarmed enough to stop him in his car. And they 
bullshitted effectively, saying that there was a lot of thefts in the area mm. and they needed to search sorry his car because of that. Right. Which they did, um, but they basically can found the a murder. Can police do kit. that though? Yeah. Of can you just, can you just go and lie about something like that and just to search someone's stuff? Yeah. Hang on. They said there was a lot of thefts in the area. They needed to double check. He gave his consent, so they can. So I assume they didn't want to jeopardise the uh, the investigation and the surveillance mm-hmm. then, because if they were that concerned, they could have just gone up and go, "What are you doing, you dodgy bastard? Why are you ducking around in the uh, in the grass? Let me search your car." Yeah, because the thing is, you have to ultimately think of what the Crown Prosecution Service will see. Right. So you have to ultimately think of what you can charge this man as, and obviously. The police at the time thought he was a murderer, Wanted so they're going to have to charge him, to, him for, yeah. the, for the most yeah. horrifying crime. So, yeah, uh, they stopped under that bullshit pretense, right. and they found essentially a murder kit, so some knives, balaclava, that kind of thing. I mean, how do you explain that away? You don't! <laughs> you don't! Like, I, I don't understand that. How you, yeah, I'm looking to do some cooking in these the nature reserves. That's why I've got a knife. I think murdering. Yeah, I think I'm doing some murdering. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't. Um, especially no. when, in June 2004, a schoolgirl identified Recevo as being the man who cut her hair on a bus. Oh, so he's still doing the haircutting bollocks. You, well, yeah. But he carried on from, like, wherever yeah. it was, Italy. Yeah. So they've got all this, and they're trying to build a case, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And in November 2006, so a couple of years later, but... In November 2006. And that's very much when you were in Bournemouth. Um, you just started your first year, hadn't you? Yes. Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. I started in September 2006. Yeah. So in November of that year, they re-arrested him and they searched his home. They found a lock of his a lock of hair there, sorry, and they found trainers there that had unidentified blood on them. Okay. Were they Nike? I don't know. But this arrest was kept very, very secret. Right, okay. Because I don't remember hearing a fucking thing about it. Which you'd think would be massive news at that particular time as well. In 2008, while I was still there, new techniques revealed um, that there was the blood-stained towel at the scene matched the the DNA for Restivo. So there's a green towel that was left at the scene that her poor children can identify, mm. no one could sort of place a hold of, and it was just a random towel. And Danilo Recibo said that he took it to her house, um, but it, the colour he was using for a match for curtains that he wanted her to So he was using it as a colour match, because she was a, a, a seamstress, wasn't she? Yeah, she, she was a seamstress. Her business yeah. was making curtains for people, Yeah. and he used the pretense yeah. that he'd gone over there... Wanted some curtains made and took the towel as... Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah get it. Um, but at that time, the CPS still found it to be insufficient evidence. However, two years later, 2010, they found Elisa Claps, who was the poor young 16-year-old girl who went missing in Potenza, Italy. Right, okay. Um, obviously, he was the prime suspect. Um, so for the last person to have seen her alive. Yeah. But there was also found, they also, sorry, found her in her hands of the, oh, um, of the body. Right. So was it her hair, his hair, whose hair? Uh, I don't, I, I can't tell you for sure, right, but they found okay. her in her hands. 
Which is weird in itself. You know, I mean, I can't imagine. Well, I can't how imagine many? This, yeah, I can't imagine these many murders <laughs> that are being committed where yeah. you find like sets of hair in people's hands. Yeah. Yeah. He was found guilty of murder in abs in absentia, which right. is just in his absence in Italy. So he's guilty there. Um, and then, luckily, <laughs> in May two thousand and ten, they sort of pieced that sort of bullshit together. And they charged him with the, with the murder of Heather, sorry, Barnett. They saw the murder of, of Lisa Clapton Potenza as being very dramatically linked to this murder yeah. in England. The English court ruled that they could hear about everything that happened to Elisa in Italy. So I, I kind of feel like she got justice normally both that's... there and both home in a way. Yeah, normally that's not like... Yeah, that that's so rare. Admissible in yeah in court, is it? Yeah. To use from another case. Yeah. Right. So in 2011, he was found guilty. It took a jury just five hours to find him guilty of murder. He was originally sentenced to a whole life term. Um, <laughs> but in 2012, the Court of Appeal ruled in his favour... That it was inhumane, so he has a minimum of a forty-year tariff. So a very minimum of forty years he can serve before he's eligible for parole. A couple of years ago, two thousand fourteen, Theresa May, who's now the British Prime Minister, um, but she was then Home Secretary, ordered his transfer to Italy. He appealed against it at the time, and the Human Rights Act found um, that he had a right to family life. And that he should stay in the UK because he was in prison in Yorkshire and his wife was 200 miles away. But now we have a Brexit. I don't know if he will stay here um, because I think the Conservative Party want to kill the Human Rights Act as soon as they can. But <sighs> whether we agree with that or not, we don't. That's the story of Dan Recibo, the guy that... I lived near at university. Who killed a couple Your of friend. women? Yeah. Your friends and double murderer. So that is that. Are we done? Go on. So, fun fact. Not really a fact, but also kind of a fact. This week. Yep. Um, you are more likely to be murdered by a stampede of ants... Yeah. Than you ever are to be made into a glass jar or partly glass jar by a geen. Don't have nightmares.